This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. No. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy Presents My new promotion came with a weird condition. Written by Pyro Girl 8 and narrated by Addison Peacock. There was a time when I thought there was nothing that I wouldn't do to get a leg up in the business world. Climbing the ranks of the corporate ladder is hard enough, but as a woman in the workforce, I had to fight tooth and nail for every opportunity. I played their game, talked their talk, and sometimes I wasn't proud of it. I had flirted and fawned over men old enough to be my grandfather at times, but I told myself it would all be worth it one day. That's why when my boss offered me the promotion, I zeroed in on it like a bloodhound that had caught the scent of its prey, no matter the cost. Chris McConnell was a terrible boss. He spent most days schmoozing with clients on the golf course and bringing in the ladies for one-on-one evaluations. Yet I had always been overlooked. My numbers were golden and my clients ate out of the palm of my hand. Yet my moment never came. But... That finally changed. My moment had come. I was just closing on a killer deal with one of my longtime customers, riding the high of euphoria that came with the anticipation of what my commission check would look like from this. I bid my client a good day and placed the phone back in its cradle on my desk. A small chime resonated from the computer in front of me in my cubicle, indicating I had a new Slack notification. Jessica, please come to my office when you've finished, Chris's message read. My brows furrowed together as I stared at the message uncertainly, wondering what he could want. Had I missed something in a contract? The slightest oversight could mean thousands of dollars lost for the company, and the anxiety was already clawing away at my insides. I sucked in a breath giving myself a mental pep talk as I straightened my pale pink blouse and smoothed my short chestnut hair. Unable to delay any longer, I stood and marched down the hallway, past the break room to Chris's office. I knocked lightly on the door before letting myself in. Jessica, thanks for coming so quickly. Have a seat, Chris said ushering me towards the stiff leather chair across from his regal mahogany desk. He smoothed his navy tie over the neatly pressed white shirt he wore as he sat, his stormy blue eyes regarding me with thinly veiled interest as I lowered myself into the chair. 
Of course, sir. What can I do for you? I asked politely, fidgeting with the buttoned sleeves of my shirt nervously. I'll get straight to the point, Jess, he said, folding his arms across his chest. I bristled slightly at his use of my nickname, gritting my teeth as I forced a smile on my face. A new position is opening up, but I need something from you first. A sense of dread filled me at his words. Whatever he was going to ask, I knew it wouldn't be good. I had seen him ask the other girls for favors before. They would be called in, given some unachievable task, and they would never be seen again. Everyone assumed they'd been fired or paid off by corporate to ignore Chris's blatant disregard for HR policies. But I wasn't so sure. When the coworker who sat beside me for six long years disappeared last month, I tried to reach out, but their phone number had been disconnected and all my snail mail was marked return to sender. This shouldn't be too difficult, Chris continued, as he lifted a small gift box with a neat red bow on top. Could you deliver this to Janice on the fifth floor for me? She's been having a dry spell in terms of clients. I'm hoping a little mood setting will help her get her spirits back up. My eyebrows drew together in confusion as I accepted the box and rose from my seat. This gesture seemed almost nice. It was uncharacteristic for Chris, that was for sure. As I exited the office, Chris spoke up again. Oh, and make sure you help her set that up, will you? I nodded, heading to the elevators to begin my task. As I walked through the rows of desks, I noticed my coworkers shooting me uneasy glances. Anxiety began to claw at my insides, and I struggled to shove it down as I waited in the elevator. You're being silly, I told myself. Nothing's going to happen. You'll get your promotion and never think of this again. When the ding of the elevator signaled my arrival at my destination, I hastily exited through the metal doors. My eyes scanned the floor of busy office workers before landing on Janice, tucked in the back corner, her head down as she focused intently on the paperwork before her. I approached and greeted her, handing her the small present. A gift from Chris. Janice thanked me, eyeing the package warily before revealing its contents, a small wooden oil diffuser. Oh my, how thoughtful, she exclaimed, a smile lighting her face. I smiled back and helped her set the device up on her desk, turning it on to make sure it worked properly. All right, I should get back to work. Have a great day, I said, turning on my heel and heading back down the rows of desks. That was easy, I thought. Perhaps too easy. Unease filled me again, wondering why a promotion would have such a simple, odd prerequisite. As I approached the elevator, my answer presented itself. Uneasy murmurs and shocked gasps began to fill the room. I turned hesitantly, rising to the tip of my toes to get a glimpse of what was causing the ripple of disquiet. 
A scream shattered the air, followed by the sound of upturned chairs as everyone scrambled to vacate the far corner. As a path cleared in front of me, with everyone trying to gain as much distance as possible, I saw the cause of the disturbance. At the desk I had been at moments before, Janice was stumbling to her feet and down the row of desks. She sobbed incoherently as something inexplicable began to happen. The pretty young woman I had seen mere seconds ago was replaced by a middle-aged woman. Her skin was pockmarked and wrinkles were popping up along her face and neck. As I watched, her hair changed from a lustrous onyx color to a dull, faded gray, and then to white. Her skin began to sag and prune, and she raised a frail, bony hand towards me, as if begging for help. The ancient woman who had been Janice careened closer, and people jumped out of her path as if she were a leper. Then... The paper-thin skin that clung precariously to her bones began to flake and decay, dripping from her like some macabre papier-mâché project. Bits of flesh and blood melted from her face, her arms. Hair fell from her head in clumps, and then finally, even the last few strands hit the ground in bloody drops as her scalp where it clung began to rot away. Help me. She begged, her voice raw and hoarse like someone who had been smoking for 50 years. I frantically slammed the elevator button as she advanced, halting towards me. Finally, when there was nothing more than sinew and strands of muscle holding her frail frame together, the husk of a woman collapsed to the floor at my feet. More screams ripped through the room as the infection spread. All around, my co-workers began to rapidly decay, their flesh melting from their bones as if it couldn't get off their skeletons fast enough. The elevator finally dinged behind me, and I fell through the open doors, violently slamming the button to close them. As the metal doors closed, a red mist of blood permeated the office. Everyone was gone, reduced to nothing, withered ruins. I sat shaking in the corner of the elevator, my mind unable to reconcile the horrors I had just witnessed. When I arrived back on my own floor and the doors opened once more, Chris was waiting for me. He stepped into the elevator and hoisted me roughly to my feet. I stared at him in shock and horror. Did did you know what would happen? I whispered, praying the answer would be no. Chris grinned wickedly at me, a dark gleam in his eye. This is business, Jessica. Besides, where do you think the open position came from? For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or email us at creepypod at gmail.com. 
All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object class Euclid Keter Safe Special containment procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust (laughs) The only thing I could hear was 7219 (laughs) Laughing Do you remember your name? Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.